0: happy wednesday everybody happy hump day oh the middle of the week feels good definitely really does feel like a hump day even though i'm on pretty much an extended vacation um as i mentioned before i am uh, out of town which i'm living for but i am going back next week but you know i'm out of town uh, on an extended Thanksgiving break because I didn't want to go back, and I can frankly work from wherever because I am a podcaster. I would never be a self-proclaimed quote-unquote influencer, even though I have a you know half a mil followers on TikTok. But I'm I think I'm I'm one generation too old. I'm not a Gen Zer, um, but you know that's just me. But I hope everybody's having a delicious, iconic, fabulous week it's it's i feel a little bit inspired even though this is my 500th and something episode which is really crazy and really cool and really fun i feel a little bit uh inspired today because the trailer for and just like that just came out and it's our final story of the day uh sorry our second to last story of the day um and uh where was i going with that oh yes the trailer is really good and it it it, we'll talk about it later, but it has a lot to do with podcasting. And, um, you know, our girls are back, minus Samantha Jones. But I'm sure she's going to be brought up somehow, so we'll talk about that later. And um, also, if you hear a little bit of an echo, which I'm sure you do, it's because I'm recording in a different space today. And it's cool. It's uh, different acoustics, which I like. And um, I, you know, I like hearing the sound of my voice. It's actually really fun because the house I'm at, it's my parents' house, and um, there's a great echo, and like, I like singing when there's <laughs> nobody home, because you know when you're in the shower and you sound really good, because the, I don't know what, what it is with the steam, it makes your voice just sound really powerful, and you literally legitimately sound like a recording artist. You sound like Adele in the shower, or Whitney, or Mariah, or any of the queens. I don't know. The, the acoustics of this house are chef's kiss premier. Um, but aside from that, I have five really, really good stories for you today. I was originally going to have four, and I was going to start off talking about our girl Selena, but then, of course, the Chris Cuomo of it all dropped. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm going to talk about this. I've mixed thoughts about him. I mean, I certainly have thoughts about this story, which I will talk about after I read it to you, but I definitely have thoughts about him. And, you know, unpopular, they might be the unpopular opinion, even though I do... Subscribe to his politics because I'm a CNN girly, um, but yeah, let's just get into it because I don't have much else to chit and chat about with regards to my personal life. Um, so yeah, the first story comes from, of course, CNN itself, and they reported CNN suspends Chris Cuomo indefinitely. Now this is actually you know pretty crazy. CNN said Tuesday that it has suspended Chris Cuomo, quote, indefinitely, after new documents released this week indicated that the anchor was more intimately involved than previously known in helping his former brother. I'm sorry, helping his brother, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, craft a defense amid a flurry of sexual misconduct allegations. You all know what it went down. I've talked about it on this podcast. I don't like to revisit the past, but you know, this was uh, there were rumblings about Chris helping his brother out, but I guess CNN literally dropped the gavel today. Quote. The New York Attorney Attorney General's Office released transcripts and exhibits Monday that shed new light on Chris Cuomo's involvement in his brother's defense. A CNN spokesperson said Tuesday evening, quote, the documents, which were not privy to before their public release, raise serious questions. I mean, that was always my question, too, why can't he help his brother out? But I guess it's um, cross-contamination in some way. However, these documents point to a greater level of involvement in his brother's efforts than we previously knew. The spokesperson added. As a result, we have suspended Chris indefinitely pending further evaluation. I wonder if it's like suspension with pay. Like remember all the stuff that went down with Brian Williams faking the helicopter ride? Not good. Anderson Cooper will anchor the nine p.m. slot on Tuesday. The CNN spokesperson said. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. I love Anderson though, so any opportunity to see more of Anderson, I'm I'm all for that. The suspension came after significant criticism from people who noted that Chris Cuomo had violated widely accepted journalistic norms. There we go. Inside CNN, staffers expressed dismay at the anger's conduct. The documents released by the New York, Attorney, by New York Attorney General Lolita James included text messages and transcripts of interviews with investigators who led the probe into allegations against the governor. The cache of documents included text messages between Chris Cuomo and Melissa DeRosa, a then-top aide to Governor Andrew Cuomo. That, that suggested he was instrumental in working to craft a defense against a flood of sexual misconduct allegations. The text messages also revealed that Chris Cuomo sought to use his connections in the press to help prepare the then-governor's team as accusers started to make their stories public. Yeah, that's not good. That definitely calls for some type of, like, suspension at minimum. By the way, I can literally see the writers of The Morning Show and Apple, you know, picking up on this or making this part of their narrative, which they should, because any any, um, platform for uh, the victims of these horrendous crimes is what we need the the um the yeah essentially what i said um the idea oh sorry quote the idea of one reporter calling another to find out about what's coming down the pipe is completely business as usual he said when andrew cuomo resigned as governor in august chris cuomo told cnn viewers that he was quote not an advisor but a brother he acknowledged that he talked to his brother's aides and gave his quote take until cnn told him to stop doing so in may The Cuomo primetime anchor said also on the air in August, quote, I never attacked nor encouraged anyone to attack any woman who came forward. I never made calls to the press about my brother's situation. Monday's revelations cast some doubt on a statement about his interactions with the press. Um, Quote, I would, when asked, I would reach out to sources, other journalists, to see if they had heard heard of anybody else coming out, Chris Cuomo said during testimony. Chris Cuomo said under oath, what he told CNN viewers earlier this year, quote, that he never influenced or attempted to control CNN's coverage of my family. During the questioning, he reiterated that sentiment saying, quote, if I had tried to influence any of the reporting at CNN or anywhere else, I guarantee you people would know. So would a lot of others. Um, Let me just see here. Uh... If there is... Oh, sorry, this article, I didn't realize it was... Uh, while the report on the sexual misconduct allegations against Andrew Cuomo was released in August, James' offices continues with a separate investigation into the allegations he misused state resources for that development, production, and promotion of a book. He wrote on the pandemic. Rich Azopardi, a spokesperson for Andrew Cuomo, called the latest release of transcripts, documents, and videos a, quote, manipulative release. Quote, New Yorkers um, are no one's fool, and James and her colleagues' obvious... Um, misuse of government resources to damage political opponents uh, is as obvious and repugnant as it is unethical and illegal. So I'm sure more more is going to come out with with regards to this story, but here's the thing. The victims of Andrew Cuomo, um, Chris's brother, who was governor that was ousted, um, deserve to have their voice amplified and believed survivors, you know? And I, I think Chris Cuomo, obviously, he's not going to give the whole truth on the air. I mean, well, people mislead each other, mislead people. People lie. Frankly, that's what I was trying to say. And I think that in this current climate, you can't do that. And also, I totally understand why CNN is doing this, because they want to be on the right side of history. I don't think this is them saving face. I think they're actually, now that they have investigated more into this, um, and have found that there's a lot of, um, yeah, uh, evidence... On the contrary to what Chris was saying, it ain't good. So I don't know. And I mean, I I like his news reporting. He is really tough on people. And um, I just remember that one interview with the Italian restaurant owner about not getting the vaccine. Look, I am a Democrat. I am a total vaccine enthusiast, encouraging everyone to get it. But I don't like bullying people. Even though I know people that have different political views than me, I'm never going to bully someone, you know? Because, you know, someone might like not like the fact that I get Botox. And I'm not... I would, I would appreciate it if people didn't bully me about it, but I'm not also going to breathe down people's throats being like, you have to do this to your face. Even though, like all my friends, I'm like, you should get a little touch-up. But that's like a joking, loving thing. Um, but yeah, again, this is a pretty big story, and I'm sure more uh, details with regards to this are going to come out, so... As always, I will keep you updated. Uh, and Chris Cuomo, well, he has a house in the Hamptons, because there's also a photo of him playing basketball with Robert Downey Jr. And I know Robert Downey has a place in the Hamptons because he did that Architectural Digest um, uh, piece with his wife, Susan, and they living in a fabulous house with a windmill. So anyways, that's either here or there. But the fact that he has a place in the Hamptons means he can, you know, escape and get some sun and some spritz and anyways... Oh, all right. Um, <clears throat> second story of the day, which was originally going to be the first story of the day, is about Alice Russo herself, Miss Selena Gomez. Obviously, Alice Russo is the character she played on the iconic Disney Channel show Wizards of Waverly Place. I would love to see a Wizards reboot. I know she um, she's probably going to be in season two of Only Murders in the Building, that v- amazing Hulu show with Martin Short and um, uh, Martin Short and Steve. Oh, the guy from uh, Cheaper by the Dozen, you know who I'm talking about. Anyways, um, Selena Gomez is slamming a TikTok user who questioned her drinking joke after kidney transplant. Now, we do not attack Miss Selena Gomez, Uh, first of all, because she is, you know, a precious gem of a woman, and she's also one of America's sweethearts who can literally do no wrong, and she's an icon, so... If you're going to go after Selena, prepare to get a uh, comeback. This is from E! News. Selena Gomez isn't laughing about one TikTok user's comment. On Tuesday, number 30, the singer and actress posted a comical reaction clip to a video of Dr. Don Bantle explaining what, quote, heavy drinking is. Quote, the CDC defines heavy drinking as 15 or more drinks a week for men. Dr. Don explained as Selena raised her eyebrows and 8 or more drinks per week per woman. The second part caused Selena's facial expression to go from facial expression, excuse me, to go from intrigued to nervous, (laughs) as seen in the clip below, and while the come-and-get-it singer captioned in the video, it's a joke, some followers didn't get the memo. So, one of your best friends gives you her kidney, and you continue to drink excessively, a user wrote, damn, Selena, oh, that's not good. After seeing the message, the 29-year-old Grammy nominee wrote back, quote, it was a joke, it was as a joke ass. She later got support from many followers, including one who wrote, quote, the fact that you need to say that this is a joke, Leaning face emoji, I love you. Back in September 2017, Selena announced that she had received a kidney transplant from close friend Francia Raisa. Oh, yeah, she was in the the iconic Freeform movie with Tyra Banks. Life Size 2, which you guys... Must know, the original is with Lindsay Law and Tyra Banks, one of my favorite movies ever. Eve's great, no matter where she goes. It's funny, I can't remember that, but I can't like, remember what the Pledge of Allegiance is. <laughs> That's like, really sad. Um, anyways, Francesca Reza, while battling lupos, she, uh, she has gradually shared more details about her health situation and recovery in recent years. In an interview with Today Savannah Guthrie in October 2017, Selena said there is now only a 3 to, or 5, a three to 5% chance that her lupos will return. Amazing. Um, quote, you feel that Francia saved your life, Savannah shared before Selena replied, because she did. That's it. I guess I got to the point where it was really kind of life or death. Since her surgery, Selena has used her voice to advocate for kidney donations. The Rare Beauty founder has also used her platform to call out controversial jokes about kidney transplants on shows like The Good Fight. Quote, I'm not sure... Oh, yeah, this, just, this happened a couple of months ago. I think she also called out a joke on Saved by the Bell. Something that I said about her... It, or Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how writing jokes about organ transplants for television shows has become a thing, but sadly it has. Apparently the pop star wrote in August 2021. I hope in the next writer's room when one of those tasteless jokes are presented, it's called out immediately and doesn't make it on the air. I love my girl Selena. Uh, she is a really good role model. She advocates. She's on the right side of history. She advocates for what's good in this world. She uses her platform, her massive platform, For all good, so you're going to come at my girl. Otherwise, she's going to come at you and her Selena. So, Selenators. Selena? What are Selena's um, fans called? Swifties. is Taylor's. Um, I don't know. Little Monsters is Lady Garas. I love Selena Gomez. Every time I think of her, I think of doing what comes naturally when you're with me, baby. Iconic. So I thought that was a really interesting story, but I wanted to read it to you because I love Selena and I will always have her back. She's a queen. Okay, third story of the day is about one of my well, this is my childhood, but Aaron Carter. Um, I remember. Do you guys remember those now CDs? Like now 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10? Now they're probably up to like now ninety-nine, or I think they're over now hundred. But there was a song on now nine called Aaron's Party. It was an iconic music video, and when I was in fifth grade, it was literally my favorite song ever, and there was a really iconic music video. And then remember that episode, well, you might not remember this, but if you are a fan of Lizzie McGuire, there was an episode of um, Lizzie McGuire, obviously, where Aaron Carter was a guest star, and he was was, uh, uh, shooting a music video, a Christmas music video, and Lizzie sneaks onto the set, and then he kisses her under the mistletoe, and it was, like, really iconic. And then, obviously, the whole love trifecta with Lindsay, Hillary, and Aaron. So dramatic. Um, But anyways, he's, uh, there's... Been some interesting headlines about him. I'm not going to say negative because I don't want to, you know, throw shade at anyone, especially someone that was, like, literally a teen idol to me. But anyways, a lot of family drama. This, is, this article was from TMZ. Aaron Carter, my family wants me in conservatorship. Went behind my back with X. Okay, now this is, I mean, this is some heavy stuff. Aaron Carter thinks his family is actively working to place him under a conservatorship, and he claims they've been going behind his back and talking to his now ex to do so aaron tells tmz he was facetiming with his friend on monday and he was told his fiance melanie martin regularly communicates with his twin sister angel conrad a revelation that felt like betrayal remember aaron is estranged from his family in 2019 angel his sister twin sister got a restraining order against him after claiming he threatened to send hitmen to her door horrible and tells tmz melanie knew he did not want her talking to his family Aaron and Melanie have an on and off again relationship and every time they broke up, he claims his family would reach out to her and see if she was okay, but he thinks they weren't being nice. They were, they had ulterior motives. Um, the way Aaron sees it, his family is trying to gain an ally in Melanie as part of a plan to get a conservatorship over him, using her to gather information for the case. However, Melanie tells TMZ she doesn't believe his family is trying to get a conservatorship, and they never grilled her on info. Aaron says he confronted Melanie after, two, after Monday's FaceTime and claims she denied talking to his family initially, but then admitted it was true and copped to communicating with them. Oh, my God. He used to be so handsome, Aaron Carter. He, uh, TMZ put this photo of him and his brother, Nick. Nick Carter, obviously, Paris Hilton's ex, who, like, allegedly, you know... I'm not going to even say it because it's alleged. Um, but he's such a cute boy. Sources close to Aaron's brother, Nick Carter, tell TMZ Nick and his wife, Lauren, have no part in wanting to put Aaron under conservatorship and they haven't talked to Melanie because they have no relationship with Aaron and Melanie. We're told, we are as in TMZ. People close to Nick see this as another way of Aaron trying to bring Nick and his family down um as TMZ reported Aaron and Melanie split early Tuesday morning only one week after the birth of their son I mean this is what is the most tragic part of this whole story the poor son Aaron says Melanie wouldn't tell him what she's been talking to his family about and that's why Melanie that's why he decided to end their relationship but the newborn baby Aaron says the timing of their split is unfortunate but he says it's his life and he feels like he's being taken advantage of uh TMZ reached out to Angel so no so no so far so so far no word back I mean literally what I just said it's it's all really really sad and it's Nobody wins here, especially when the baby is this young. And when you hear about these kinds of stories, and you do hear about them in your personal life, I mean, I certainly have heard about this with regards to people that I know personally, not famous people, you just feel for the kid because the kid is going to have sort of a tortured life of their parent. There's nothing worse than your parents not getting along. And I mean, especially for kids, I didn't grow up in a broken household, but I kind of knew people that did in high school. And you really can tell, like, how that affects one and it's really really sad and it's it's i don't know it's i mean there are a lot of kids who grew up in difficult circumstances and came out of it really really determined and ambitious and very very successful and didn't want to r- repeat their parents mistakes not that you know it's a mistake but when you don't get along with someone you don't many times people don't want to believe it but other times kids are really affected by it and they come out not on the right side and you know unfortunately get involved with things that aren't great and but i just feel really bad and i love aaron carter uh he like i said he was a teen idol for me and it's just sad to see these people that you grew up not worshiping but like loving and listening to their music that you you read things like this about them so there's also one point where I read on, he had an OnlyFans, and he was, like, gonna post, like, salacious stuff, but, like, I don't know. I really don't know, but I, I, I wish him, and I wish his wife well, and most of all, I wish, wish their baby well, so, yeah. Okay, now, the moment I literally had, I was screaming when the teaser came out, but we uh, were given our first trailer of the And Just Like That new chapter of Sex and the City today, yesterday and it's so good i'm gonna play it for you guys it's a minute and 42 seconds and our girls are back minus samantha jones and uh let's play it and then we'll read i'll read the article uh this is coming from the hbl max youtube but the article is going to come from e so here is the trailer the more i live the more i find that if you have good friends in your corner, anything's possible. Carrie, party of three. The future is unwritten because we're all at different stages of life. Tonight, bring your A game. Hi. Come on in. How many dating apps are you on? I am just waiting for someone to create a dating site that's called "Here's the man you've been searching for, Seema." This is X, Y, and me. What about you, Carrie? Have you ever masturbated in a public place? Not since Barney's closed. (laughs) Oh, honey, I'm home. I remember when you kept your sweaters in the stove. There are always going to be roads not taken. So you can't have it all? No, you can. It's just really hard. And just like that, after all the years and all the changes, you're still you. Hello, lovers. Hello, lover. Oh, it feels so good to hear Sarah Jessica, a.k.a. Carrie Bradshaw. I don't know those words... Okay, there's a lot to unpack with the trailer. First and foremost, Carrie Bradshaw is a podcaster living for... I mean, obviously, I think many people suspected just as well that she would be because, um... She, you know, had to evolve from being a writer, and podcasting is obviously the new medium, of communicating, um... But this is, this is really, really exciting. So obviously, okay, uh, and just like that, we have another trailer. On Tuesday, November 30th, HBO Max released a new trailer for the highly anticipated next chapter for Carrie, SJP, Charlotte, Kristen Davis, Miranda, Cynthia Nixon. The upcoming series, which premieres with two episodes on December 9th, follows old pals San Samantha as they experience love, life, and friendship in their 50s. Quote, the more I live, the more I find that if you have good friends in your corner, anything's possible. Carrie says in the first look, so, what we didn't get in the trailer was any any sort of acknowledgement of Samantha Jones, uh, Kim cattrall's character, so I am I am assuming they're gonna keep that secret. We do get a lot of Carrie and Big, and other there were whisperings of them breaking up or a divorce. There's been also so big thanks in large part to TikTok and social media, there's been so many uh videos released of them shooting on the streets of Manhattan, which don't get me wrong, I'm living for it, but a lot of it is video footage, so it's, like, a lot of plot points are getting released. Like, also, there's so much footage of Hocus Pocus 2 uh, from, you know, residents of Rhode Island that are going to the set, filming it. Um, I'm not going to, you know, spill anything here because I I, want to be surprised and I don't want to ruin the, you know, whatever for anyone, but because of social media, um, that's sort of the downside of it. Plot points are being leaked, which is not fun. But I'm really looking forward to it. The fashion looks iconic. The cast looks incredible. Um, newcomers, including Grey's Anatomy, Sara Ramirez, who, fun fact, I met, literally love her. The Green, green Knights, Saurita Chowdhury. Fun fact, she was in the Hunger Games. Um, she played President Coin's, um, one of his aides. Nicole Ari Parker in the morning shows, Karen Pittman. The show looks incredible. Um, uh, the girls look just as good as they always did. Um, and I'm just really wondering what's going on, because there's a lot, you know, there's a lot to say. Um, notably, M.I.A. Kim Contral played the fourth member of their quartet, fan-favorite Samantha Jones, given that Control had famously feuded with SJP and ruled out a return for the potential third film. It wasn't too surprising to see her set the series out, but it did leave fans so if Samantha Boot would be replaced. Quote, Samantha isn't part of the story, Parker confirmed on Instagram, but she will always be part of us, no matter where we are or what we do. Yeah, I mean... Kim didn't want to do it. She doesn't have to do it. She's, uh, you know, an adult who can make her own decisions. So, but I'm really looking forward to watching it. This summer, I think we're going to be watching both episodes, and I can't wait. By the way, episode three of Hawkeye drops tomorrow. On that episode, the season finale of uh, Gossip Girl 2.0 is Thursday. So, a lot of great TV to look forward to. I'm very excited, and um, I can't wait for the show. It's going to be iconic. But with that being said, speaking of, uh, and just like that. One actress who was on an episode, an iconic episode of Sex in the City, um, Jennifer Coolidge, everybody's favorite Jennifer Coolidge. For me, she's most notably Fiona from um, a Cinderella story with Hilary Duff, so iconic in that sh- in that movie. But anyway, Jennifer Coolidge, I gained thirty to forty pounds, eating myself to death amid COVID. I mean, Jennifer Coolidge is an icon, so girl, you eat all you want because I think many of us are doing the same. But anyway, from page six. Jennifer Coolidge almost turned down her iconic role in White Lotus because she thought she was too heavy for the role. Oh, my God, that's crazy, because she looked amazing as her character. Um, Quote, I just didn't want to be on camera that fat because of my excessive eating during COVID, the 60-year-old told Page Six at the Gotham Awards on Monday night at Cipriani Wall Street. Coolidge admits that she gained the weight because, quote, I thought we were all going to die. I really did. So I was just eating myself to death. Vegan pizza, sometimes five or six in a day. That sounds really delicious. By the way, Jennifer Coolidge looked amazing in that show. Like, amazing. The Legally Blonde star who estimates she put on between 30 and 40 pounds says she was ready to concoct some phony story to White Lotus creator Mike White, but thankfully, her good pal set her straight. Coolidge revealed that she told her friend she was nixing the offer because, quote, I'm fat right now. And she said, Jennifer, this is all you have. What the F? She was like, these opportunities don't come around, you idiot. I mean, there you go. Quote, we all need these friends," she explained. "A lot of actors make huge mistakes. I don't know why. We want a great moment to happen, but when it comes along, we somehow talk ourselves out of it. I think that's very typical of an actor to screw it up for themselves. But I had a great friend that stopped me from doing that. Thankfully, Coolidge took the role of Tanya McCoyed, McQuaid, 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 McQuaid. She was iconic as Tanya in the critically acclaimed miniseries that explored the cell, the lives of the staff and pampered guests at the tropical resort in Hawaii. Coolidge added that her other white lotus castmates didn't even notice her weight gain." Quote. I was always kind of pudgy anyway, so what's another 40-pound she said? It's all in our head. I'm just glad I had a good friend who talked me off the ledge when I didn't blow a really good, cool gig. If I had watched White Lotus and realized I could have done it, I would have jumped off a bridge. <laughs> that's why I love Jennifer Coolidge, okay? She's so iconic, and she's so honest, raw, and open, and that's what we, that's what we love in our favorite actresses. Jennifer Coolidge was so good. I mean, she was one of the fan favorites of the show, and the guy who played um, Armand was really good. Um... Connie Britton was amazing. Um, who else? There was a really, it was just a really good cast. The Sun was amazing, and there's a season two coming, and Jennifer Coolidge is going to be in it, which I cannot wait for. So, Jennifer Coolidge, girl, you are a queen. SGP, you are a queen. Aaron Carter, you will be a queen. Selena Gomez, you are a queen. Chris Cuomo, you are not a queen, but maybe you should become a queen. Wink wink. Anyways, you guys. Um, Those are our five stories of the day. I thought they were really good, and uh, I'm really glad that this week is jam-packed full of good, salacious pop culture stories for me to talk about because it makes my job easier, and it's also a lot of fun to uh, read everything that's going on in the world. So that being said, uh, that's pretty much all I got for you on this Wednesday, December 1st! Happy December 1st! Oh my God, you guys, I forgot to wish you happy December 1st. 24 days until Christmas. Woo-woo! Yeah, so... Yeah, that's exciting. Okay, uh, you know where to stream my podcast: Apple, Spotify, Castbox, Radio, iTunes, Podcast App the iPhone. Basically, anywhere where podcast stream. Amanda Devitri, the mistress of pop culture. And once again, you guys, I express my gratitude to you for always listening and tuning in. I love doing this, and um, I'm really grateful to do it. Bye, everybody.